Today on Rooted Daily, we ask why God created us. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we talk about God as the creator. And many people are asking, if God the creator exists, is there a deity who is responsible for all that we know? And while that may seem like a pretty basic assumption, and and certainly an assumption that we probably need to make before we start to trust the Bible and make it our foundation, but even though it seems basic, God spends a fair amount of time reminding us of his very existence. God gave himself a name used over 6,000 times in the Old Testament that was a constant reminder to his people that he existed. And it was so sacred that the Jews wouldn't even pronounce it. You know, today we usually pronounce the name as Yahweh, sometimes Jehovah. And this is the name that is translated as Lord in all capital letters in our our English translations. Over 6,000 times it's found. And Exodus 3 tells us how that name came about. In verse 13 of Exodus 3, it says, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? And in verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you're to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. God is I am. Jehovah, Yahweh, his very name states his existence. And so every time God's name was used, those 6,000 or so times, it affirmed the very existence of God. His existence is apparent. It doesn't depend on anyone else. He, He was never the product. He was only the creator. All of our reality is dependent on him. And so God stands on his own. He simply exists. That's what this name affirms, but that's not true for us. We only exist because God decided to create. Why? Why did God, who is almighty, who existed perfectly and completely before we were around, create the world and everything in it? Isaiah 43, 4-7 tells us, it says, Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made." Even if we assume that this passage is just talking about Israel, the purpose of Israel is to glorify him. They are precious. They are honored in God's sight because they bring him glory by their very creation. They bring him honor by their very creation. Israel was made for the glory of God because all things were made for the glory of God. All of nature points back to him. And his desire for honor. And you'll just take a look around and you'll see the greatest masterpiece you could imagine. 
In the fall, I went out to the Grand Canyon, one of the most beautiful places on earth. I, I think everyone would agree. And at least for centuries, people have tried to capture the awe of that place and paintings and photography, even song. But as incredible as that art can be, it never quite manages to measure up to the real thing. Until you're there standing on the rim, you can't fathom the depths and the lengths of it. God created something that anyone with eyes should know attests to his existence and his power. You know, really, you don't need to go as far as the Grand Canyon to see this. Just look out a window. You'll see plenty of reasons that our creator is truly awesome. And why did he do all of this? It was all for his glory. Psalm 148 says, praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord for at his command, they were created and he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and women, old men and children. The Psalm says that all things, whether we're talking about the sun and moon or fruit trees and animals, everything can bring praise to God. Psalm 19.1 says that the heavens declare the glory of God. But the Bible is clear that mankind plays the central role in this glorification. Right from the outset, Genesis 1.27 says that God created mankind in his own image. And in the image of God, he created the male and female, he created them. We were created in the image of God. Why? Well, because images bring glory. That's why people want statues of themselves and portraits in their likeness. You know, these things, they remind others of accomplishments. They bring prestige. We were created in his image because God wanted us to glorify him. That's the whole point of this world. God is the center of everything. There's no greater purpose that we could fulfill than that to glorify God. Notice though, God's purpose for creation was not so that he could be made glorious. No, we can't make God glorious. God is perfect. God is complete regardless of what we do or what we don't do. We don't glorify him by making up for some deficiency in God. He has no faults or shortcomings to, to make up for. We can't improve on God's glory, but we can reflect it. And that's what the rest of creation does, and it's what we can do too. Everything that we are surrounded by and everything that we are, all of the universe is designed to bring praise and glory to God. That is evident, but many deny it. Romans chapter 1 verse 20 tells us, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, 
they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a a mortal human being and and birds and animals and reptiles. Uh, Book of Romans, Paul tells us there, we were created to glorify God, but we were also created with the freedom to reject him. We have the freedom to turn to images made to look like other people and animals. But it's still foolish. Why worship the creation when we could worship the creator? How much greater, though, will our praise to God be if it's based on our free will? God made us in his image so that we could glorify him by choice. We glorify God by seeing him for who he is and choosing to honor him over ourselves or anyone else. We delight in him above all things and shout his praises. That is why we were created. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.